Welcome to the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast that's all about up-leveling your health, your practice, and your consciousness. We'll be taking the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science, having conscious conversations with spiritual thought leaders and alternative health professionals, and sometimes just me sharing my own experiences and knowledge to support you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Melissa Singh, and this is the Yogi Fuel Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. This is a podcast episode that I'm super excited to bring to you because we're going a bit deeper into Vata Dosha and why this bioenergetic force is likely the root cause of the anxiety, stress, overwhelm, lack of energy, lack of clarity that you might be experiencing in your life right now and why taking control over and balancing this force is probably the most important and fundamental thing that you can do to get you moving toward, you know, the direction of your purpose and passions and out of the anxiety, stress, overwhelm that is holding you back. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast and just a reminder that Embodied Ayurveda 2.0 is open for enrollment for 2021. So if you are curious about working more closely with me and working more closely toward, you know, balancing this energy, like if you resonate with what I say inside of this podcast and you're like, oh my God, it's me. And you want to, you know, work with someone and you want to get support with this. You don't have to go at it alone. We are here to support you. So you can always shoot me a DM over on Instagram at Yogi Fuel. I am open to chat with you and to, you know, see if this is something that's a good next step for you. If not, I will totally point you in the direction of the best next step for you. And we can, of course, just hop on a call and have a conversation as well. So you can go to the show notes and you can see what works best for you in terms of moving forward. So without further ado, I bring you the next episode of the Yogi Phil Podcast. What I want to talk about today is Vata Dosha. Why Vata Dosha is likely the root cause of the anxiety, overwhelm, stress, low energy. We're going to go into a lot more about that um, in this uh, live today, a little bit more about how Vata Dosha impacts us and like what that kind of looks like, looks like when Vata Dosha is in a state of imbalance and how and why that's kind of stopping you from pursuing that, you know, deeper purpose or passion that you have um, within your life. And then I'm going to give you some tips on what you can do about it and how we can start to pacify and calm Vata Dosha. And if you have any questions, as always, I also feel like I'm in a jungle right now. Like, look at this. <laughs> um, also, this is going to be repurposed as a podcast. So if you're listening and you're like, what is she talking about? Um, this is a Facebook Live that I am doing where people can see me. And if you're curious about seeing me and coming live and asking questions on these things, definitely join us in our Facebook group. I'll put the link below. This is like content inception where I'm like on the Facebook and then going to do a podcast. Anyways, so I want to get into Vata Dosha today. And as I said, if you have any questions around this, um, share them in the comments, send me a DM. Um, this is certainly a multifaceted, multidimensional thing um, when it comes to you know, balancing and pacifying Vata Dosha. It's going to look different for everyone. It's going to look different for everyone depending on your Prakriti. So you can be a Kapha or a Pitta Prakriti and experience a Vata imbalance. You can be a Vata Prakriti and experience a Vata imbalance you know, it's going to depend on just so many unique and individual things. So again, as for everything that I suggest in here, these are like things that you can take as a grain of salt, things that you can try on. And if you're curious about going deeper and finding out what works for you, shoot me a DM and let's chat and have like a more formal conversation about how we can support you. 
So that's like my disclosure with everything that I share. Um, Ayurveda is certainly very intuitive and, you know, it's not, it's not, it's like not complicated, but it is like, it's simple, but it's not necessarily like, you know, second nature for a lot of people. Right. So I just want to make sure that this is going. I can see it's frozen. Okay. Let me know if it's freezing at any point anywhere. Um, and if not, many of y'all are just going to have to replay anyway. So getting into Bata Dosha, I want to talk about this because in my experience of working with people from like all over the world who struggle with anxiety, struggle with stress, struggle with overwhelm from my own experience in struggling with this, so many light bulbs went off when I discovered that actually what was kind of at the root of everything was this Vata Dosha imbalance. And I'll give you a high level overview on Vata Dosha. I go into Vata a little bit deeper in one of my like earlier videos from a few weeks ago. So if you go into the group and you're curious on going in deeper into Vata Dosha, just type in Vata in the search bar of the Facebook group. And that will definitely give you a little bit more um, information on Vata Dosha. But high level overview, Vata Dosha is the Dosha of the wind and ether elements. Okay. And Vata dosha rules over a lot of things, but it specifically actually rules over the nervous system. It's responsible for all of the movement in the body and in the mind. And so one of the most powerful things for me, you've probably heard me talk about this a lot recently, is the sort of, you know, marrying that east and west in terms of, you know, anxiety, overwhelm, all of the things, and really understanding for me from a science perspective the role of the nervous system in anxiety, stress, and overwhelm was super powerful. And then knowing that Vata Dosha rules over the nervous system was like super duper um, powerful and helpful for me to understand. So whenever I work with people, whenever we work with people in Ayurveda, we're always looking at like, what's the root cause, right? Because actually anxiety, overwhelm, stress, these are a symptom these are a symptom that manifests in the physical realm or even in the mind. They're a symptom of something deeper, a symptom of a deeper imbalance. And what I found with many people, and of course, this is, like I said, it's of course very individual, but what I see most of the time in working with people who struggle with anxiety, overwhelm, stress, all of the things, many people, especially in this day and age, is it's a vata dosha imbalance. And so what that might look like, again, going to be different for everyone, but it looks like if we think about the energy of Vata Dosha, the wind and the air element, Vata in its sort of disempowered state, in its aggravated state, it's this up and out energy pattern. Okay, so it's like that wind and air element in us, but it's not focused. It's not channeled. It's a hot mess. It's all over the place. So this results in like, A, our energy, our prana, that the, you know, the prana is the sort of the subtler um, aspect of the wind element it causes that prana, that energy to literally go up and out of us, which is why oftentimes when we experience anxiety, stress, and overwhelm, we feel exhausted. We feel burnt out. Why? Because our energy is literally like, pew, 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 right? It's like, it's like being funneled up and out of us, right? It also is like, again, this moving energy. It's like the air element that's not grounded. It's not, you know, controlled and harnessed. It's like this tornado in the mind. And this is where, you know, again, it's like we have this anxiety that the racing thoughts over and over and over again. If you're someone who has big goals, you're someone who's like, again, I always talk about my why, right? My why for supporting people with anxiety, stress, and overwhelm is like, I know because I've been there that it's like I had this deep purpose, this purpose-driven mission in the world. And my vata imbalance, my anxiety, my stress, my overwhelm, it was stopping me from like taking control and moving forward in that direction, right? 
So if you're someone who knows you've got this purpose in you and you can't like figure out what it is, or you, you know, you want to start this business, but like, you just can't kind of, you know, you're, you feel like you're grasping at straws. You feel like you're going in circles. You feel like you're on this like hamster wheel almost of like, stress. Oh my God, I need to, you know, do this thing. Oh, but I don't know what to do. And then you get tired and burnt out. It's like this wheel, right? This like stress, anxiety, depletion wheel. I actually had this like brainchild the other day that it's called the sad cycle, stress, anxiety, depletion, stress, anxiety, depletion. Like this is what happens, right? And so if you're, if you're in that space of wanting to go for, you know, a, a big goal, it, it could be a big goal. It could be, you want to be a more aligned mother. It could be, you know, whatever that is for you, but you just feel like you've got all these thoughts that are swirling around in your head and you don't know how to make sense of them. You don't know how to come down. That's because Vata Dosha is all up in your business and it's, and it's causing things. It's not allowing for things to settle, right? That movement is making everything really murky. And I had this other moment the other day, I was at the beach with Sats and there was a pool. And what's so interesting about Vata Dosha is like, all we need is a bit of stillness. When we understand the qualities of vata dosha and what vata looks like in a state of imbalance, and we understand what the opposite of that looks like, we can see how actually simple it is to pacify. So if vata is like movement, all of this movement, moving, 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 can't stop all over the place, this direction, that direction, what can be really helpful for vata is no movement, is stillness. And if you want to do this experiment for yourself, you can totally do that. Um, but we were at the beach, me and Sats, and you know when you like dig a little hole, right? And then the water comes flushing in and then it goes out, right? And there's, there's sand. If you, move this, if you move your hand around, so you could actually do this as an experiment at home, like go and put like, I don't know if you have sand or something. If you put mud or sand or dirt or something in water and you move it around, the whole of the water becomes murky. We can think of the water like our mind. And interestingly, in the Panchakosha model of Ayurveda, water is associated with um, the Mano Maya Kosha, which is the, the realm of the mind. Um, and, if you, and if you mix around you know, the, the dirt inside the water, it becomes all muddy and, 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 and we can't see. And the more movement, the more cloudy, the more cloudy it gets in there. But let the glass sit for like one to two minutes. It actually doesn't even take that long. And all of a sudden, all of that stuff that was moving around, it settles at the bottom and the water's clear. And this is what we can do from the perspective of the mind to pacify Vata Dosha. We can stop, we can pause. And this is one of the most powerful, powerful things inside of balancing Vata Dosha. One of the first things that we do inside of Embodied Ayurveda is we get really grounded and consistent in routine. Vata dosha likes consistency. Actually, Vata dosha, here's the thing about Ayurveda, like attracts like. So Vata dosha loves more of the doing, the doing, the doing, right? But what calms Vata, what pacifies Vata, what controls the air element is routine, is consistency, is stillness. Vata dosha wants to like, ooh, ooh, wants to play and we can let it play, but it needs a container to play. And this is where routine and ritual can be really, really helpful. And it's like interesting, right? Like the intersection of all of these things, like I'm saying, like, this is where, if you can imagine in your mind, right, that anxiety, that overwhelm, the movement, the movement, oh my God, I, I can't see. Imagine if your mind is this, is this cup that I, I gave you that analogy. It's like all of the movement going, going, going. I can't see clearly. I can't see what's my dharma. I can't see what my purpose is. I, 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 I can't really hold on to that vision. Of course you can't because the mind is moving, moving. We haven't given it time to stop, to pause, and like the pause has been such a powerful part of my practice. 
And as someone who tends toward a more rajasic nature, this is the this is the even more subtle energy, even more subtle to the doshas, those bioenergetic forces, which exist in the sort of like more earthy realm. Okay, the gunas are even more subtle to the doshas, and they actually, in fact, pervade the doshas. So rajas is that that ener- the energy of movement, of motion, right? And so when we mix like the rajas with the vata energy, it's like, whoosh, whoosh, it's like everything is moving, right? And so me being someone who tends to have a little bit more rajas in me, right? A, lo- a lot of fire as well, right? A lot of get up and go, I can be really, you know, motivated and all that. It's very easy for us to fall into the trap of doing, 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 and again, with the analogy of that cup, like what, what happens when we're constantly doing and we don't give that mind the time to settle? It just stays cloudy. And then we try and work through the cloudiness. We try and work through the, you know, we try and work through all of that stuff thinking, if, if I just keep going, if I just keep going, you know, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll find the thing. I'll find my purpose. I'll find whatever it is, right? But maybe we don't. Or maybe we, maybe we keep going without ever realizing like it gets to be clear, if we pause, if we stop, and this is like one, you know, one thing that we can do to pacify Vata Dosha because it's multidimensional and you are multidimensional and it's multifaceted, right? But when we give, our, give ourselves that opportunity to pause, the dust can literally settle and the mind can be more clear and we can more clearly see what our desires are. One of the number one things I hear from people is like, you know, they resonate with what I'm saying. They're like, oh my God, yes, but I don't know what that purpose is. I don't know what my mission is. And it keep, and listen, I get it. Like I was there. Okay. Like I was so there. And it's like, we get, we've clues. The clues are in your dosha, your property, your nature, right? The unique gifts that were given to you when you incarnated on this planet, there are clues there. There are clues in your makeup. You, you know, came into this planet in a very, um, I want to say a very specific way but you are the only you that there is. And you are a composition of the energies and elements and attributes and all of the things that are, they're so uniquely you. There's no one else out there with those exact unique, with that exact unique composition. And so when we can understand the language of Ayurveda and what that all sort of means and looks like for us as an individual, it gives us clues, little breadcrumbs as to yeah, like, what is my purpose. And I would actually assert that you already know. You already know. You have it in you. Everything you need is in here. And that sounds so cliche. Like I get that. And it's like, consider that maybe for most of your life, you've been walking around as a murky cup, (laughs) right? With murky water in your mind. And you've never perhaps been able to see clearly because we live in a world, in a society that values do, 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 hustle, hustle, grind, grind, grind. We live in that world. And maybe we've never given ourselves that opportunity to pause, the opportunity to let the dust settle so we can clearly see. And there's other functions of the mind like doubt and all of the things. But so long as Vata Dosha keeps moving around, and keeps the mind going, 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 spinning, spinning, spinning. We're never going to have that clarity because we won't be still enough for the dust to settle and for us to see what there is to see. This is the thing. Everything I teach people inside of Embodied Ayurveda, I mean, yes, I, I talked a little bit last week about coaching, consulting, you know, versus say like therapy. And yes, there's an element of me guiding people because yes, of course we know intuitively, but we need a guide. Everyone needs a guide. All coaches need coaches. I have coaches. I have people who support me 
because I know I can't go at this alone. I know that I have this big purpose and thank God I understood Bata Dosha enough to settle down and really see into that and really see into my strengths and my gifts. Like thank goodness, right? And the purpose of a coach, right? As I spoke in the other um, live that we did is to guide us, is to illuminate for us to ask the questions, to help us see what's already there. It's not to add anything new. You don't need to add anything new. If anything, you just need to peel the layers away. Consider that we like live in a world where we literally like we accumulate more physical things, more physical objects. We accumulate energies, identities. We layer these things on top of ourselves. And we're like, yep, this is me. And we have more stuff and more things. But it's removing us further and further from like who we truly are and what we're really here for. And so a huge part of this work is like peeling those layers away and getting clear on what does make me me learning how to tune into our body that we've become so disconnected from because we've become so used to relying on other people to tell us what we need to do. Doctors, even other, you know, natural health providers or, you know, holistic health coaches and whatever. It's like, we just want someone to tell us the answer. We just want someone to tell us what we need to do. And yes, we need guidance, as I said, and When we start to do this work and peel away the layers and feel into what feels good for us, what feels good for my body, what feels good for, you know, my dhatama, what feels good in my job, what is it for me? And we move past those things. That's when we can really step into a life of alignment and all of that stuff. And we can't get to that place. We can't get to that place of fuck yes, I'm living at my purpose. I'm living at my dharma. I feel amazing. Yes, I'm working on this purpose-driven mission. Even though you know you've got it inside you, we actually can't get there until we balance out the vata, until we balance out that underlying energy. And as a result of that, you know, because as I said, the nervous system is connected there from a, a neuroscientific perspective. What we're seeing is that the nervous system we experience all of life through our nervous system. And so many of us are operating in a highly dysregulated state. And until we regulate the nervous system, which is directly related to regulating vata dosha, we're going to continue to feel stuck and in fear. The nervous system isn't going to allow you to do something that feels threatening to it. And many of us are living in a constant sort of long-term, maybe, maybe subtle or low-key low like trauma response where we're afraid of change, right? Where we're afraid to take that leap. We're afraid to, you know, insert X, Y, and Z, leave that job that we don't love, admit to ourselves what we desire because we're so safe and comfortable, right? That's a whole other story. (laughs) As you know, I go, I go off on these things, but until we, and this has been my experience, right? For a long, long time, I was trying to go for my dreams inside of a highly dysregulated state. And it didn't work. I sabotaged myself every single time, like literally self-sabotage every single time. I couldn't understand like, why isn't this working? I've been trying this. I've been trying that. It's not working. What was it? My nervous system was hella dysregulated. My vata was all over the place. And I couldn't see. It was like, again, I use that analogy of the mud and the water and the cup. It's like I was just living in a muddy, mucky tornado of of a mind, right? And so once I got that and I was like, son of a gun, <laughs> I think I said this in a live the other day, it was my nervous system, son of a gun. It was Vata Dosha the whole time, right? These root energies are, are similar, right? Like I said, Vata rules over the nervous system. 
So until we get, you know, and we can do certain, I mean, the things that we do that are going to heal the nervous system are also going to pacify Vata Dosha. But the cool thing about Vata, I love seeing these wisps. I don't know if you guys can see them, that like wisp across my face of the, of the incense. Um, the cool thing about Vata Dosha is that to balance, it's not just like this one thing. So what I see a lot is that people will come in and they're doing yoga or they're meditating every now and then, or they're doing like some things that they think are going to be helpful for, you know, their anxiety or their overwhelm or their nervous system. But number one, they don't understand that actually what's happening is a vata imbalance. It's that wind energy, the nervous system's hella dysregulated. That's all, you know, they don't understand that that's what's going on. And so we're not understanding that they don't know how to truly create balance. Because yes, yoga and meditation are totally a part of it. And for example, one of the most powerful things that I actually do with every single one of my clients, every single person inside of VA is we focus a lot on, on nutrition, on our food, because food is one of the things that can super dysregulate vata dosha. Okay, I hope that this stays. I just got a little sign that my internet connection is not stable. So hopefully, hopefully this will stay. And if not, this is recording, so <laughs> hopefully it stays. Um, nutrition is one of the most powerful ways that we can take control over Vata Dosha because the qualities, and we understand this is where in Embodied Ayurveda, I teach you how to understand Ayurveda on a very fundamental basic level in a way that is so accessible that you can create the shifts and changes and transformation and healing for yourself so that you can be your own healer. Because when we understand the underlying energies, elements, attributes, qualities of Vata Dosha, and we get and we understand how to implement what I like to call the secret sauce, which is the like attracts like and opposites balance principle that like pervades everything that we do in Ayurveda, we can actually and literally become our own healer for the most part. Of course, like I said, it's very helpful to have a coach or a guide or someone to consult with and support you who obviously maybe has an expertise that's greater than yours, but... This has been so transformational for so many of my clients, I can't even tell you. And, you know, it's like my role as a coach is not to, you know, I don't want you to be totally and utterly dependent on me. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that I've done my job very well. My job is done when you are empowered to go out on your own and flap those wings, okay? <laughs> and you feel confident and competent to, for the most part, be in control of your life and you know what to eat. I want to educate you. I don't want to tell you. I don't want you to feel like you need to ask me every single time you want to eat something or do something or do a practice. I want you to understand. And I want you to understand. I want you to embody that wisdom, which is why so many of the practices we do and so much of what we do in embodied Ayurveda, as the name says, are these like somatic experiences of what these things feel like and how do we tune into our body? How do we start to trust our body, right? It's a huge part of what we do. So anyways, moving back onto the nutrition thing, nutrition is one of the things that people don't necessarily think of when they think anxiety, right? They think, okay, yeah, like, you know, therapy, things like working on the mind, which are super important. Yes, we need to work on the mind and you are multidimensional. You're not just a mind and you're not just a body. We need to work on both. We actually need to integrate both. And so food, and what I love about food, for those of you who've been following me for a long time, I actually started off Yogi Fuel specifically talking about food and like, I just, I love food so much. But there are qualities and energies in food that can support and nourish and ground Vata Dosha. And there are qualities and certain foods and energies of foods that can totally throw Vata for a loop. And one of the most powerful things that you can do to balance and regulate Vata Dosha is 
work with foods that are grounding and balancing for vata dosha. That's one of the, the most powerful things that you can do. It's one of the things, like I'm not even kidding you, I had a client who sent me a voice note. I love voice notes, by the way. It's my, it's my jam. <laughs> and uh, she was like, oh, hey, like I'm not gonna be able to make this coaching call. But honestly, like, I don't know, things are pretty perfect. Like I haven't had any, we've been working together for probably three months. She's like, honestly, like things are really perfect. Like I can't remember the last time I had anxiety. I can't remember, you know, like, the last time I felt that way, like, I just feel so good. I have so much energy. I feel like I'm both like grounded and yet like moving forward toward my goals. Like, I don't know, everything's just amazing. Like she was just shocked. Like she was just like, yeah, everything's like amazing. And I'm hearing this and I'm like, just smiling, like, oh my God, everything's amazing. Right. But that's, what's possible. And a lot of what we did in the beginning was simple shifts to her diet that aligned with her as a unique individual. Because the thing with Vata Dosha and the thing with Ayurveda is we need to align those principles with us and our unique body, right? So everything in Ayurveda, we're always looking at context, right? And so in the nutrition world, you see all these diet fads and trends and this and that, and oh, what's good for this person? They all work, but it's just like in the context of what, right? We need to understand like we're interacting with the foods, we're interacting with the meditations, we're interacting with the asanas. So certain practices, certain foods, certain mantras are going to create a different experience in different people, depending on what their sort of energetic, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, their bio, individual, multidimensional constitution is, right? So this is where like inside of embodied Ayurveda and inside of balancing Vata Dosha, it's not just one thing. It's not just go to therapy. It's not just do meditation practices. It's not just, okay, do yoga and somatic practices. It's not just, okay, heal your gut health. It's like, hey, shock, do, let's integrate it all. And not in like an overwhelming way. Like there's so much to do. It's like actually the shifts that you need to make are super, super simple. Um, so I'll give you two pieces of advice that I think are going to be like pretty pretty good for most people. Number one is be consistent. Get grounded in some sort of consistent routine and ritual. This is going to take you a long, long way, right? Create, oh, sorry, something just popped up. My, uh, my other Zoom video, it was uh, downloading and, and saving. So anyways, I have that for you. I might just upload that in case the, uh, the one that was posted in here wasn't very good. What was I saying now? Things distract me. See, this is the Vata mind. Ooh, that thing. Ooh, that thing. Okay, right. Consistency. Okay, so we want to be consistent, right? Vata loves consistency. It loves to be regulated. We need a container for that wind energy, right? And what I want to hit home too is like, it's not that the wind element is bad. When the wind element is in its most positive and empowered expression, it's, it's the, it has the functions of prana, right? This, this like life force, this energy, this creative wind, the wind that creates and moves and like dances. And it's like that flow, right? When you're in the space of flow and you're creating new thoughts and all of that, yes, vata dosha, like, or, you know, not vata dosha, because actually the very words of vata dosha, dosha means that which spoils. So the word dosha has kind of like a negative connotation, but the wind element in its positive expression is beautiful. It's playful. It's creative. It's innovative. It's expansive thinking, it's light. It like dances. Yes. You know, like that's amazing. You know, and when we channel that force, think of the wind. I always bring it back to the elements. Think of the wind. When we channel it through like, you know, windmills and stuff, it creates power, can create electricity. It can create, it's a force of creation. It's beautiful. But when that wind element is out of control, it's a tornado that like blows your house down. It like messes up your hair in the car, you know, and you're like, wow, you know, (laughs) 
So it's not that any of these elements are good or bad. It's like, how are they being channeled? How are we working with them? How are they showing up for us, right? So we need to understand how the wind element is showing up within us and work with that, right? And so creating a grounding container for the wind is so powerful. And it's one of the most powerful things that we can do. Creating space, like I said, every day to allow... I hope that you have the image in your mind. You should do this as a practice, as like a, as an experiment to see, right? Put a little mud and some water and stir it around. Create space every day for the mud to settle. Muds, it's not a nice word. Sparkles to settle. If that feels better for you, put some sparkles in some water. That might be a more fun representation, right? Just put something in water, stir it around and then allow for it to settle. Create that time in your day to allow those things to settle so that you can clearly see what it is that you need to see, what's always been there. And then I would focus on a Vata pacifying diet. This is definitely out of the scope of everything that I could share on this live, but focus on warm cooked foods for now. This might change depending on your constitution. So if you're curious and you want more individual guidance, recommendation, support, coaching, reach out to me, um, as I said, in the sort of, you know, uh, heading on this live. And as you will see, if you're listening to the podcast in the show notes, um, we are now enrolling for Embodied Ayurveda 2.0. And I also have one more spot left for one-on-one coaching for, um, this month, usually I do like a three month coaching container. So reach out to me if that is something that you are keen on, but yeah, if you are wanting more individualized one-on-one guidance, group guidance, and you just want support in this and you're ready, like you're just like, I'm done, I'm done being in the tornado of Vata and anxiety and all of those things. And I'm ready to step into my purpose and live my passions this is for you. This work is for you, right? You, you are here for a reason and you're listening to this for a reason. There's a reason that you're drawn to me. There's a reason that you're still here listening to this video. It's because you know that deep inside you, you have something and you just haven't been able to access it yet. And it is my, it is my dharma. It is my mission, my passion driven purpose to support you in finding that. And I know that the best way to do that, we calm the vata and then everything like reveals itself, right? And we can start, we can sort of work from there. So those are the three things that I would say would be the most helpful things for you to do to, do, to start. Um, and as I said, if you want more individual recommendations, then definitely do reach out and let's see, you know, whether it's working with me in a container, whether it's me sending you some additional resources, we have tons of free resources and trainings and information. We have a five day, like we just have so much, I was going to say five day challenge, but I got excited. My Vata mind got excited and went ahead. Um, my empowered Vata mind with all the creativity and the moving and the flowing. Um, we have lots of resources and ways to support you. And I stand that you are supported in, you know, moving forward in any way that feels in alignment for you. So let me go back to the Facebook group, see if anyone is on, as I know that most of you do watch the replay. Okay. No one has commented. Um, all right. If you are watching the replay, do share in the comments. If you have anything that you need, if you, you know, have any questions, feel free to comment. I always respond to um, comments from like, you know, days later. So write it in the comments, shoot me a DM if you don't feel comfortable to share in that sort of space. And um, yeah, we'll chat soon. Thank you so much for watching, for tuning in. If you're listening to the podcast, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I will see you guys shortly. 